Welcome to the podcast for Lions Life Coaching, Be More. We're here to provide you a way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Showing you ways to improve yourself daily to see results in your life the way you want. We cover psychology, marketing, communication, and business for those in both corporate environments and those of the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Brought to you by Tri-Cities Digital Marketing. How are you perceived? Creating concise digital marketing strategies for your business in the Tri-Cities and beyond. Life coaching. It's we're actually going to be doing something a little bit different. We have an interview with and the author of a new book that's been making waves on the internet lately. It's going to be a pretty hilarious interview, I anticipate. So stay tuned. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Hey, Gary. Gary, I've I listened to the book so many times that now the the uh, or I've, I've been listening for long enough that the. Uh, Character's name kind of twisted the the names around. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. Uh, Meth murder Amazon is the is the title. It's it's well worth checking out. I I definitely I, I didn't really know what to expect going in, <laughs> but but I I think it was it, it was well worth the listen, and I appreciate the uh, the the link. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for having me on the podcast. Sorry, I cut out there in the beginning, so I don't even know what you were hardly saying. Oh, my bad. Cut extra. No, I don't know if it's my internet or yours, but that's okay. So yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's always a always a pleasure to get on here and chat with new people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to just tell us a bit about your book? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I wrote a book, uh, like you said, called Meth Murder and Amazon. And it's essentially, you know, avoiding the evils of the real estate in- industry. So uh, a few years ago, I was uh, getting ready to sell my house in Colorado, moved to Florida. And uh, while we were on vacation in Florida, I get a call from my real estate agent. We're about to have an open house. And my real estate agent starts freaking out on the phone. She's like, Jerry, Jerry, there's someone inside the house. Do you know there's someone inside the house? I'm like, excuse me? What do you, what do you mean there's someone inside the house? Like, no one's supposed to be there. We're, we're gone, right? And she's like, yeah, someone's up inside your house and they're hiding under the bed. I was like, what? She's like, there's no one supposed to be there, right? I'm like, yep, absolutely not. She's like, great, we called the cops. Cops show up, come upstairs, they clear the room, right? There's no, no body, there's no dead bodies under the room. Long story short, they, uh, the, I, I find out that my real estate agent actually told the cops that we must have murdered one of our children and hit the body under the bed. And that's really why we went to Florida and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is ridiculous, right? They go to the open house. Someone's under the bed. They freak out. They run out the house to call the cops on me. Four days later, they are like, oh yeah, by the way, we had a, we had a, a big meeting with the, you know, the owners of the company. And uh, when we were in your garage, we smelled something that smelled like burning plastic. Burning plastic means meth. So we think that you could be making meth in your garage. So we're going to need you to get a meth test done. Or we're going to flag your house in the MLS for suspicious behavior. So we go from, you know, essentially uh, a case of mistaken mistaken identity. Someone's in the house that's not supposed to be in the house. That must mean I'm a murderer. 
And then clearly they must have watched Breaking Bad pretty soon after because then they're like, oh yeah, it smells like burning plastics. Someone must be making meth in the house. So they got fired. And so the running joke is essentially, you know, uh, how many real estate agents does it take to sell the house? And, you know, everybody would be like, oh, it only takes one. No, it, this is absolutely not the case. It ends up taking us three real estate agents to sell our house. Um, six months, right? They're like, oh, it's a huge seller's market. It should only take you about 30 days to sell your house. And it takes us over six months. So it's a, a roller coaster of emotions as I take you pretty much through one real estate travesty after another from, you know, me being a murderer to me making meth and anything in between. It's crazy. That's crazy. The, I, I think, so when Jerry and I chatted before, uh, one of the first things he was like, yeah, this is like based on a true story. And I was like, what that doesn't really that doesn't okay all right and, and he told me that and i was like wow that's that's nuts that's but made for a hell of a book right it's like a murphy's law what uh what can go wrong will go wrong and that's absolutely true um you know after after this whole situation happened with the meth and the murder i was like hey i'm gonna go to the news right like i reached out to the news they would love to hear a crazy story sure enough the news is like yes we want to hear this go and go on the news tell my story and that blows up on my face as well um they they put the wrong real estate agent sign in the house so i actually have a third real estate agent when i do the interview they put her real estate sign in the in the in the news broadcast and she calls me up like within five hours of this thing being launched she's like jerry what did you do people are calling me up calling me all these nasty names like how could i do this to you and your family like you have got to take it down and I was like, oh, no, are you kidding me? Sure enough, first clip in the in the news broadcast is a real estate sign. Call the news organization up. They're like, yeah, we can't edit anything that's already been broadcast. We just have to pull it. So within like eight or nine hours, the whole news broadcast goes down. So I was like, that's it. I give up. Just let's sell this house and get the hell out of here. Did you did you manage to sell the house? Did you get rid of it? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we finally sold the house. It took, you know, like 50-plus showings to finally get someone, tons of price reductions, three real estate agents, and, you know, some meth and the murder and along the way. It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> what, what is your favorite book? Oh, man. My favorite book... I like C.S. Lewis books, probably The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I like that. Uh, I remember reading it in school. Well, not really reading it, but they were like, hey, you have to do a book report. And I'm like, perfect. I don't have time to read. I'm going to go watch this movie. And so this is before, like, the new, like, you know, recreation of Lion, the Witch, and the of the old school one where the graphics are, like, terrible. And I watched the I watched the movie. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. So I actually go back and read the book. Um, I also like Moby Dick. I actually did read that one. I, I really liked that one when I was growing up. The... <clears throat> I didn't know there was an old movie of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I know there's like a there, there's like a screen or a, a like drama of it uh, on stage. I, um, it escapes me right now. Yeah, yeah. Disney did like a recreation, and then they like did like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and then uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. So they did all those, but before those, in like the '80s or maybe even before that, they actually had like like a B-rated movie that came out. And so I think it was like for like kids like in school, right? And so it was kind of along those lines. But I remember watching it and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to use this, right? So I just watched the movie and then wrote my book report from that. And that's that's pretty much what I did when I was growing up. So I was, I was playing sports and hang out with my friends. I'm like, I don't got time to read. 
I'm just gonna go watch these movies and write these book reports. And I always got A's, so I feel like I did a, did a decent job. Yeah, actually, I think I do, I think I've read the first two. Do you, kind of a side note. Do you know what happened to the movies? Because there were seven books, right? Yeah, and they only made three of them. I don't know. Maybe they stopped making them, or maybe the char- the the actors got too old and they couldn't keep the same characters, or maybe it just kind of fizzled out after you know the, the third movie. Maybe it didn't That's have right. interest. It's- yeah, the kids yeah. were, they, they spent time in Narnia and they didn't age while they were there, right? Yeah. Was but, okay. You know, it's interesting, right? It's about like movies that happen like that. Is I remember watching the, you know, the last Airbender, right? And so like you're going through the movie, you get to the end and you're like, oh, they're going to make another one. Never made another one. So you're like, what the heck? They have this like, this movie's pretty cool. It's got some interesting, it's got good graphics and stuff. It's got a cool story log and then they never made another one. And I was like, man, I wonder if they were going to bring that back, but they haven't. I really tried not to. I I really tried not to like when I go watch like that or Harry Potter, uh, Lion Witch and the Wardrobe or Harry Potter. I like both of those while I was growing up. Yeah, Harry Potter's pretty cool. I like that. I try. I tried not to like. Oh, when's the next one going to come out? Because then it just drags on and it it doesn't. And then at some point, I I was like, wait a second, where's after Prince Caspian, I, I don't remember what the book was. I remembered at the time, but I was like, they never yeah. came out with one after that, and that was kind yeah, of. I wild. thought they were gonna. Yeah, I thought that Disney did a pretty good job, right? They told the stories pretty well, and the, the CGI was really good. So I mean, at least they you know brought the characters to life, which is you know what the CGI is all about. I, I particularly, you know, I, I can't imagine why anybody would assume that, but I really liked Aslan. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They did a great job on 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 the whole movie and and uh, I, actually the uh, another just a small thing but they the the kids that were in the movie had the right I don't they were great actors but they had the right amount of drama like there was a you know kids taking on adult responsibilities or whatever you know saving yeah. Narnia but uh, yeah oh yeah you could you could tell that like it, it seemed like they had a good like. Uh back and forth a good banter between them they actually seemed like they were related to each other which is sometimes tough to do like right. they seemed like they're brothers and sisters right yeah that, we should petition about that but anyway anyways right <laughs> uh, so are, are you from Florida yeah yeah I'm, I'm originally from Florida I'm from the St. Pete area um, okay. I lived in St. Pete till I was you know about 19 joined the Navy then I moved all around the country in the Navy I know kind of funny story about that I joined the Navy I didn't actually get deployed anywhere I never went overseas um, I got lucky enough I was shore duty I was in school a bunch and then my last duty station was sea duty but it was a big like 747 aircraft or uh, cargo plane and so those don't go on aircraft carriers and so I actually never got deployed in my seven years and being in the Navy but we moved around a lot I was in Virginia Beach um, California I was in Lemoore if anybody ever knows where that's at it's like Anybody's ever seen the movie Aaron Brockovich, you know, Bakersfield, all the, mm. all the crazy stuff they put in the water and the soil. That's like two and a half hours from the Navy base. So just basically that's where I was at when I was in the Navy in California. Then we moved to Virginia and then I was getting ready to get out. My wife's like, hey, we should move to Colorado. I was like, yeah, I've never been there. That sounds like a great idea, which it was. You know, I love Colorado, but I remember we were driving across the country and I was like, go through Kansas completely flat get into Colorado and like the beginning of Colorado was really flat so I'm like where the hell are you taking me like you said this is supposed to be like really pretty really scenic and there's like nothing here 
And then we're like an hour outside of Denver, and then you start seeing the mountains. So I was like, okay, this is where this is what it's all about. So we were there for seven years, and then after the meth and the murder, I had enough. I was like, time to go out of here. Time to go out. What did you do in the Navy? Yeah, so I worked on uh, communications and navigation equipment in the planes. Um, so when I was shore duty in California, we worked really mostly on F-18. So the navigation equipment from the planes, hey, this this box isn't working, troubleshoot it, repair it, and send it back. Um, when I was in Virginia, we worked on you know bigger planes. And so I did communication and navigation equipment, but I also did uh, inspections, uh, plane captain duty. So like if a plane comes back, you have to do all these checks before the plane is you know certified to fly back out. And so we would catch the plane, do all our inspections, change out everything if it needs to be changed out, um, call it good for flight, but it would go back out. So that was pretty fun. There was there was times we had to be up at like four o'clock in the morning to launch the planes, and you know it gets pretty cold in Virginia, so be out there and like freeze, freezing your butt off out there. Any any and if if yes, then I'll explain it for the for the viewers or you can, but. Any tag mobile? Mess with tag mobile? Any? No, no, we didn't. We didn't really mess with that. Um, in in my first duty station, we worked on a, a thing called a identify friend or foe, and so you actually have to have secret clearance to work on that. Uh, you go mm-hmm. get like uh, specific codes from the locker, and you know you have to check them out, follow all these procedures, and so inside this little like. Uh, location it has all these like hey espionage is a real thing don't get caught stealing these codes or giving these codes out so it's like a really big deal and so you know that was pretty cool working on that stuff but it was always like hey plug this stuff in run these checks if it's good it's good if not fix it and then send it out nice 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 what do you like to do in your spare time uh so i like to work out uh i have two older sons uh 17 and 15 they like to go outside, go in their garage. I have a gym set up out there. You know, after mm-hmm. COVID happened, I was like, man, I don't want to get kicked out of the gym again. I'm just going to buy my own stuff. And so we got a pretty good rack in there, like 260 pounds of weights, uh, barbell, dumbbell, and dumbbells. So yeah, we work out and then uh, we like to take family walks. Um, I also like to watch movies, TV shows. I really like comedy. Um, so, you know, we will pick random shows. I also like sci-fi. You remember the show Fringe? You ever see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we started watching that with our with our sons, and they're seeming to like that. And I uh, I just started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine with them, so they, they get a kick out of that. It's pretty funny. So we try to watch funny stuff and just hang out and, and spend time together. That's great. That's great. I, yeah, I love hanging out with my daughter. We're on the we we're watching Bluey right now. I don't know if uh, it's my buddy was like you gotta because I'm looking for kids shows that you know, also kind of are somewhat entertaining to me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <clears throat> and there are some, like a lot of the ones from, you know, my day, like Courage Cowardly Dog, there was a, yeah. you know, overlap of, but uh, Louie's a newer show and it's pretty good. That's, that's actually better. Yeah, that's, that's what we would do with the boys when they were growing up and be like, hey, we got to watch Thundercats and, you know, all these great shows. And so I put Thundercats on and they'd be running around the house chasing each other and I put on E-Man and stuff. And then uh, Ben 10 came out whenever my uh, my oldest son was growing up and I started watching it. I was like, dude, this show is really good. And so like we'll, we'll watch it an episode from time to time. Uh, but we really like uh, Phineas and Ferb. That show is awesome. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. But uh, yeah, yeah that, that show is a classic. We'll watch that every now and again when everybody's hanging out. 
Oh, you know what's also funny is we were uh, we started watching Whose Line Is It Anyway. You remember that old show from like the nineties? I've seen all but the last three seasons, and and that was like maybe about two or three years ago. That yeah. yeah. And so we were like trying to find something that we could all watch, and I was like, oh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? I remember watching that when I was little. And so we watched it, and the kids love it. I think those guys are hilarious. They do some crazy stuff on there for sure, and they're really talented, right? Like they can like make stuff up, and then they can like sing. Like who could just make up songs on the fly like that? Like those guys are really talented. I actually that show. I, I, I was I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit picky on like whether shows age well or not. Like just I don't know. Now that I'm watching stuff with my daughter, like I'm like. You know, let's try you know SpongeBob and like old older shows. Yeah. That show has aged so well. It's it's maybe funnier now than it was then. Oh yeah, some things are just just timeless. It doesn't matter what decade you're in or what year you're in. It just you can always watch it. I really wish they would do something something else like that. Like that was that was a cl- that's a classic. I don't think there's anything else really like it that I not that I know of, but. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything like that, or if it was, it, it couldn't have been that popular because there was like so many seasons of Whose Line Is It Anyway. I think like 13, I want to say. Yeah, but, yeah, we're still, we're still in the first season, but I'll just throw it on there and the, the kids will just laugh at it, laugh, just crack it up. That was great, yeah, that was awesome. Okay, so <clears throat> how did you get into writing? So, uh, interesting enough is uh, when I was little growing up, my dad actually owned a bookbindery business, and I hated it. He, he would have me, like, come up there when I was, like, 10, 11 years old, and he'd be like, hey, we've got to bind these books. We've got to cut, cut this paper. We've got to feed this paper through the machine and all the different things that go into actually binding a book together, whether it's paperback or spiral bound. And so I remember, like, gosh, Dad, you picked, like, the most boring thing to do in the whole world. Uh, but funny enough, right, I, I ended up writing a book, and so I was like, hey, this kind of came full circle. Like, I don't know if it's like, you know, kind of a funny way of how things happen, but it's not really how I got into writing books, but I have been around books my entire life. Um, what actually led me to write this story was a, a situation that happened at work. I, I work in the cybersecurity world. Um, we do a lot of report writing for customers. And I had a customer call me up, and she was like, hey, Jerry, um, this report's exactly the same as last year's. I'm like, oh, oh God, please don't tell me that's the case. And she starts pointing out all the different areas that, you know, it's, it's identical. It's like, yep, you're absolutely right, ma'am. Uh, we'll fix it. And so it took me like two and a half months to fix this report. I ended up rewriting basically everything. Report goes from like 450 pages, which is already ridiculous, to 750 pages. And so afterwards, I'm like, man, I just wrote a novel. I had this situation that happened to me. I was like, that's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to write this book. And so that's exactly what I did. And so I started writing it in October, and I was done by, like, early January. I've been edited it for a month or so after that. Um, and so I was like, hey, if I'm going to write, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to write it just completely different than anything out there. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job because everybody that listens to the audiobook or reads the book, they're like, this is, this is crazy. I've never read anything quite like this. this the, the style that you tell the story in is, is really unique. And so I was like, well, that's what I was going for. So... After I did it, I was like, hey, this is actually kind of fun, so I'm going to start writing another one. And I, I don't want to take away from the writing here, but the audiobook, the narrator who, who tells the story, <clears throat> uh, really, like, he also kudos. He oh, yeah. really he, nails it. He did a great job. Yeah, you yeah. know what's funny is whenever, uh, so I use a port, I use the, a platform called ACX, that's how you can do audiobooks, uh, you know, it's basically self publishing, but for audiobooks, 
And so you can actually take auditions and you can say, hey, I want this kind of person with this kind of timing, whether it's comedic, which is artists that I was going after, or they could be like raspy or like new age or whatever. And so I'm like, hey, I want someone that's comedic timing that, you know, will kind of pick up with what I'm trying to go on. And so my book is like, it has some crazy parts to it. Like I do like fun little rhyme alongs. I'll even like make up a song here and there. And so I literally submitted like the most ridiculous things in my book. I'm like, if someone can read this and not just crack up laughing, like they're the ones that are going to do really well for this. And so I had like 10 different people audition and some of them would like, I'm like, oh, this guy's terrible. Like he's not funny at all. So the person would read, I'm like, ah, it's okay. But like, I would have to like tell them like, way too much to like coach him up and then I finally had this one guy read it and he just like totally dove into it he like really took it on and he was like you know read my read my crazy rhyme alongs from my crazy songs and he really just like took ownership of it I was like yeah this is the guy and so it's uh, like he would um you he'll give you like 15 minute clips of you know reading different parts of the story and you would have to approve it and when he finally got to like me speaking in the book, he actually had me sounding like the uh, Krusty Krab from SpongeBob SquarePants. So it's funny that you <laughs> that you brought up SpongeBob, and I was like, no, no, we have to change this. Like I can't be sounding like the Krusty Krab. And so he's like, all right, I'll, I'll do something else. And so like he changes the voice enough to where you can tell like it's not his original voice. But it, it was definitely a fun experience. That's awesome. That yeah, <clears throat> really really added something to to the listening experience. I. Yeah, um, yeah, he had a really good timing. What are you working on in the present that you would like to share? So I'm working on a, an innovative concept. It's a, it's a reality show, but in a book form. And so I, I, I did some research. I went looking around, and, you know, there's there's not really anything like that out there either. And so uh, the book's going to be called Hysterical Hangouts with the Heimlichs. And it basically follows a, a crazy group of characters that give you backstage access to their life. And so the main character just happens to be the, the producer of the show. And so it's kind of told through his, through his eyes or his point of view. And he's actually the cameraman. And so it's a lot of hidden cameras, um, crazy stories, unforgettable scenes. Uh, one of the characters is uh, Commodore Adolf Heimlich. That's uh, the father of the, the, guy, of the lady that the main character is dating. So he's dating her. You know, kind of like when you meet your meet the, the in-laws or your girlfriend's parents for the first time, right? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen, right? You go in there, you walk in there, and dad's cleaning his guns, his shotguns, right? He's, like, looking at you. He's like, hey, don't you dare hurt my girl, young man, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I basically, like, take that and I amplify that. And so, you know, I have, I've been married to my wife for 17 years. And so I kind of take my own experiences with her family and just really amplify it and just basically tell crazy story set in a reality show I, I know you were I, I noticed you went a little more conservative with the title uh, yes yes yeah, so funny enough, right? I'm like meth burn Amazon, like that's a great title. I, I told a few people are like, dude, that's like that's a, that's a really good title. I would definitely go with that. Well, when I when I first came out with the book and I started posting on Instagram, every single post I would post, I'll get blocked. Meth Mirror on Amazon, blah blah blah. Boom, your 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 account is banned for 24 hours. We need to view viewer content every single time, and this happened for months. I would go on like LinkedIn and be like, "Hey, my account's under surveillance." Reach out to Instagram and try and get them to unblock me. I would like I would like message them and be like so mad. I'm like, guys, like this is a book. This is not like fake news. I'm not like talking bad about Amazon. Like actually 
reached out to Amazon to make sure I could even use their name. And they're like, yes, you can use our name on the title. You just can't defame us or say anything derogatory. I was like, okay, I, I can walk that fine line. And so like Amazon is actually in the book. I did work for Amazon at the time this whole meth murderer situation happened. And so that's where kind of Amazon comes into play. But yeah, that's what I would tell everybody if they're writing a book. Like, hey, make sure you don't pick too controversial a title because you will get banned because it happened to me. Makes makes uh, promoting the book kind of difficult. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I was like, you know, I actually ended up winning some awards for it. I'm like, oh, I, I won an award. I would post, hey, I'm now an award-winning author. Medburn and Amazon's an award-winning story. Sure enough, that would ban that. I'm like, guys, you're not even reading this stuff. You're literally like, these are the keywords. These three together, automatic ban scenario. And so, like, they finally released it after, like, six-plus months. But I was like, I've had enough of you, Instagram. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Twitter will have, have my business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what everybody says. Like, hey, you need to go to Twitter. Twitter won't ban anything. Like, you'll, you'll be good on there. I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time. Like, I'm trying to do all this. Plus, I have five kids, full-time job, right? Like, where am I going to go? So, you know, I, I try to stay on LinkedIn. Um I have a Facebook account, but I'm not really on there all that often, but I'm probably going to go to Twitter here soon. So do you have any writing advice for aspiring authors? Yeah, I would say be yourself, right? Like if you're funny, be funny. But more importantly, if you're not funny, like, right, don't try to be funny. Don't try to be something you're not. I feel like every, every person that writes or everybody has like a story. So, you know, bring your unique perspective. I think the, the best books are based on, you know, people's actual real life, you know, their real life events or things that have happened to them. And then just do it different, right? Like, nope, there's not going to be another Stephen King out there, right? There's not going to be another James Patterson, right? Those guys are those guys for a reason. Don't try to be a knockoff one of them. Be yourself. And so that's what I try to do, right? I was like, hey, I'm going to write something different and people are going to love it or they're not. And so, you know, I've won five or six awards now. I get you know, really good feedback on my book. And so, you know, I did something different and, you know, it tends to work out. It, am I going to sell a million copies? Probably not, right? But I don't have a publicist or an agent or anything that, you know, goes to work for me. So I'm a one-man shop over here. But, you know, I feel like if you stay true to yourself and, you know, really try to do something different, people are going to relate to that and it's going to resonate with the readers. I think that's 100% true. I think people are inherently interesting. And if, you know, you are yourself, and you know maybe you refine yourself a little bit not not you necessarily but refine what you're trying to get at like with a book or with whatever you're doing like i think mostly people will enjoy that perspective yeah absolutely i mean who, who wants to go read the same thing that it's already out there right i mean what's this, the point in that might as well do something different right if it fails it fails so what that's there's always opportunity to write another one and figure out what right. didn't work and improve from there that's right. All right. Um, well, that's the majority of our time. Uh, is there, where can we find you online? Yeah, so I have a website. It's called greatden.com. Uh, the main character of Meth Murder on Amazon is Mr. Greg. That's where greatden.com comes from, but I have a blog up there. Um, just different behind-the-scenes footage. I actually cook, you know, everything from meatloaf, you know, even though they say I make meth, but I make other things besides meth. So I do cook pretty good food. I got some recipes up there, and then I got some crazy stories as well on my blog. I'm also on Instagram, as you heard, um, Greg Den, uh, Greg underscore Den, and then LinkedIn, I'm also on as well, Greg underscore Den. There's also a shop on, on GregDen.com, and I would highly recommend it. They, 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 there's some neat things on there. 
oh yeah, we got some coffee mugs. Don't mess with me till I've had my coffee. Uh, don't mess with me. You might end up in the recipe. I have a, I have an apron that I created. So always trying to think of funny ways to play on the mess and the murder, right? You know, they said I did it, so I might as well just take it and run with it. So, you know, there's a, I have a little like saying on there that says, sometimes they say I make meth, at times even compared to a chef. So it's a mystery you figure out amongst yourselves. But after you read the book, you're like, oh, this, this is pretty funny. Uh, and so when we have guests, I normally have a list, but those are more, uh, that's, that's in a different vein. But what's one question that you wish I would have asked? What's, what's one question you wish I would have, I wish you would ask? Man, I don't even know. Like, I feel like you asked some good questions. Uh, I feel like every podcast is kind of different. And, you know, you, you asked me about, you know, kind of like what I like to do and that always doesn't get brought up. Um, you also asked me about a book. I, I guess I would. I wish you would ask, like, what was my favorite movie? I, I, I like watching movies. So, what, what, but even, even that stuff, right? I mean, I love Gladiator. Gladiator is one of my favorite movies. You know, it's definitely okay. classic. Good choice. You know, I've, yeah. I've seen that movie so many times, uh, but it always is good. I think I watched the the one the the, the director's cut with my sons not too not too long ago and it's pretty good. But I like comedies too. You know, you can't go wrong with Ace Ventura. Uh, you know, Pet Detective. That one's always a classic. It's been um, a minute. You know, yeah, that's that is a pretty good one. I, I like classic movies too. Um, if you ever seen the movie El Cid with Charlton Huston, um, I like old movies like that. Lawrence of Arabia. That's many people have heard of the El Cid, but it's a really good movie. It's kind of like Ben Hur, but El Cid, so it's a little different cut. But oh. I watched a lot of movies with my dad growing up, and you know he always likes the action. You know, like Rocky. I have a Rocky poster, an actual movie poster my brother got for me a few years back. So yeah, I like all different stuff, but you know, I definitely like Gladiator. That's why I said it's my favorite. Have you seen Donnie Darko? Uh, yeah, I've seen Donnie Darko. That's definitely a trippy one. I remember when I watched it, I was like a teenager. I was like, man, what the heck did I just watch? This is a crazy movie. Uh, but it was definitely inter entertaining. And you're definitely not going to ever figure out what the heck's going on with that as you're watching along. Uh, but I've, I've, seen it, I've seen enough movies and TV shows, and I like, will watch like shows, and I'll be like, oh, that guy did it. And I'm like, right, like 90% of the time. I'm like, man, maybe I should just be a screenwriter. I could just make up movie plots all day long and TV show concepts, right? Right, yeah. But, all right, well... I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Cody. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. And, and you know, have a have a good rest of your night. You too. You too. All right. Thank you. Everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe, and find Jerry at greatden.com. Correct? I said that right. Yeah, it's like Great Den, but Great Den. Great Den. All right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Thank you. Brought to you by Tri-Cities Digital Marketing. How are you proceeding? Creating concise digital marketing strategies for your business in the Tri-Cities and 